I want to share some scripture with you this morning. I think it's important as we continue to focus on our strategy of reaching people for Christ. I think it's important as we remember what we just witnessed here in the waters of baptism and what we plan to participate in here with the elements, the bread and and the cup. Now you go, well, the the scripture you're going to read, it it really doesn't have a lot to do with, with communion. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with baptism. And I want to argue that I think it has everything to do with both. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to look in Luke chapter 15. Uh, verses 1 through 10. Luke chapter 15, verses 1 through 10. I think we've printed those on your handout. So if you are having trouble finding it, you can look right there on the sheet that's inserted into your handout this morning. Uh, we also will put them up here on, the, on this, um, the screen for you this morning. Luke chapter 15. We're going to look at verses 1 through 10. And here's what we read in those verses. Now the tax collectors and sinners which are all kind of in the same group, okay? Especially as we get closer to April 15th, right? Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to Jesus in order to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. Verse three, so he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he's lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he's found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I've found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having 10 silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it. And when she's found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me, for I found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, There is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Grace Fellowship has a set of core values. We distributed these some weeks back and put those in your hand. Hopefully you're keeping those handy, keeping those in your Bible. But the first of those core values, not because it's more important, but simply because that's where it fell in the, in the line, but it happens to be first. The first of those core values says, lost people matter to God and therefore must matter to us. Over the course of this year, as we've talked about missions and evangelism and prayer, we've kind of shortened that up a little bit to make it a little more bite-sized, something we can remember, something we can get a hold of and they can get a hold of us. And four simple words which say, people matter, and Jesus saves. That's about as simple, I think, as we can say it. People matter, and Jesus saves. Literally, that is what those two parables were all about. Two stories that Jesus told, one about a lost sheep and the shepherd's absolute determination to go and to find that sheep and to bring it back, and the joy, the joy that took place when that sheep was brought back into the sheepfold and how that reflects joy in heaven over a sinner who repents. And then the story 
of the lost coin. A woman has 10 coins and she loses one. And, and she's not satisfied to say, oh, well, that's one lost. I, I'm good. I've still got nine others. No, it says she swept the entire house until she could find that one coin that was lost. And when she found it, what happened? She called her friends together and said, hey, come and rejoice with me because I've lost it now. It's found. And Jesus says, you know, it's like that in heaven too with the angels rejoicing. When a lost person comes to know Jesus as Savior. What did Jesus say his mission was? It was simple. He said, the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which is lost. What does that mean for us today? (laughs) It means this. People matter. Jesus says, you go, well, well, there were no people in those two parables. One was about a, a sheep, another about a coin. Well, I want to encourage you this afternoon to read a little further in Luke chapter 15, because there you find the story, not of a lost sheep, not of a lost coin, but of a lost son. And so... Take that time to read that this afternoon. I think, I think it will be helpful for you. But we have the same task. Jesus entrusted to us the task that he began. Seeking, saving that which is lost. And so when we come and have baptism like we had this morning, baptism declares that people matter and Jesus saves. When you got the benevolence offering envelope this morning. What what does that declare? That declares that people matter and that Jesus saves because we're not just doing it to put bread in their their stomachs and and clothes on their back. We're doing it to build a bridge to introduce them to Jesus Christ. The songs that we sing. I hope you listen to the words that you sing on Sunday and not just the tune and go away going, well, I like that that tune. I hope you're listening to the words and it doesn't matter whether you're singing a traditional hymn or whether you're singing something that was written yesterday. Listen to the words because in all those words there's a theme that runs through it and that theme is that people matter and Jesus saves. In a few moments we'll come to this table and when we do it perhaps is the ultimate declaration for us that people matter, and Jesus saves. But I want to take it a step farther this morning, and I want to actually put you on the spot. When you came in this morning, you had one of two things in your seat or near your seat because uh, I think we had a printing error that ended up with a few less than we planned to have. You either had an orange card like this, says people matter, Jesus saves, or you had a blue card like this that said, People Matter, Jesus Saves. If you don't have one, I see a few empty seats. Just grab one out of an empty seat, and everything is cool. Uh, nobody's going to fuss at you. Uh, we had some children leave, some adults leave, so there should be some extras right around there. And here's what we want to do. We've been asking you over the course of the last few weeks to pray for at least one person that you know who's far from Christ with the intent of inviting that person to come and to be part of our service on Easter Sunday. 
if you took that seriously, the hard part of it was limiting it to one, right? Because my list started with one. But my list has grown. Now I've got seven people that I've targeted, not, not put a bullseye on, but I've targeted in prayer. People I've targeted to invite. But if you just got the one, that's, that's great. That's fine. Here, here's what we're going to do, because we want to make this real. We want to make this concrete. We want to put feet on this commitment. We want you to take the card that you have and want to ask you to go ahead and put a name in it. And I've got a couple of guys back here that can bring you pins. If you need a pin, raise your hand. These guys, okay, got one back here. If you need a pen, you need something to write with, just raise it up good and high, and we've got pens coming to you. This is an active participatory service, okay? We want you, you're part of this. Now, you've been, you've been praying for this name, many of you, for a long time, and so you've had opportunity to do this, um, You've already, you already know who it is. You've been praying for them. If not, if you go, wow, uh, I hadn't heard that, then if you know someone that you're praying for that you want to be here on Easter Sunday and you're willing to invite, write their name on that card. I want to give you a moment to do that. Use a fountain pen. I saw you were trying to dry it. Okay. Write that name on the card. Now, listen, um, I want to let you know we're not going to publish this list on the Internet. You know, here are all the people we're praying for because you may have put your husband's name on that card. And if you say, hey, I hate to put the full name, you can put first name. You can put initials. It's okay. Looks like most people have written down the name. So here's what we want to do right now. Uh, I want to ask you to take a moment, just a few minutes, a few moments, and I want you to pray over the name on that card right now. Let's do it right now. Father, we want to have the heart of the shepherd left the 99 to go in to find the one. We want to have the heart. Lord, we want to have the heart of the woman who turned her house upside down until she could find that one lost coin. Lord, we want to have the heart of the Father. eagerly and anxiously awaits the return of that prodigal, that person who's wandered far away and who needs to come back home. Lord, each name represents a person person we care about but in reality a person that you care about way more 
Lord, we want to declare that we agree with you that people matter. And we agree with you that Jesus saves. And we are committed to doing whatever it takes in order to reach our friend, to reach our family member, to reach our neighbor, to reach our coworker, to reach our fellow student for Jesus Christ. So Lord, we make ourselves available. You give us the opportunity and we will step through that door. But this is our prayer in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Here's what we want to ask you to do. We want to ask you to bring this card and to place it in this basket in front of the cross. Our prayer team will gather these cards and they will be praying with you for each name that's been placed in there. You're not alone in this. This is something we're in together. This is a time to make the reality of people mattering in Jesus say this. Time to make it real. So would you just come and place your cards in the basket prayerfully? you imagine with me this morning is somehow every name that was dropped in that basket could be here on Easter Sunday now you and I both know that the reality of that is probably something that's too big to even pray for but you need to know that God's word said he can do for us beyond anything we could ask or even imagine in other words, we may, be have, we may be breaking fire codes on Easter Sunday. Now, what's it going to take? Two things, literally two things. One, for you to continue to pray, 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 don't quit. And the second thing is to, to make that invitation. We're trying to make it easier for you. Um, we have some cards like this, little business size cards you can pick up. We've got a bunch of them, so you don't have to limit yourself to one. Pick up as many as you'd like. You can start using them today at the restaurant. If you go out and have lunch, you can leave it with your tip as long as you leave a decent tip. And if you go, if you go and leave a bad tip, don't leave the card. But, if, but we've got these available for you. They're on the table right over here as you go out. Uh, if you go out the, the door over here to my left and, and your right, um, you can pick up whatever you need. There'll be more there next week, I promise you. And this is an opportunity for you to invite people on the back. It's got the time of the service. We try to keep it as simple as possible. Even has a map of the church. This is something to put in people's hands. We want to ask you to use them. It's just a tool, but it's only as effective as you use it. And so just want to make you aware of that. Hey, listen, um, I'm going to, we got most of our elders, I think, towards the back. You Guys, you can go ahead and make your way to the back. I want to share a couple of things, and we're going to share the Lord's Supper. You see, it's easy to say, really easy to say that people matter. It's really easy to say that Jesus saves. But the proof is in what we do with it.
our daily choices, the words that we use or leave unused, our lifestyle, it all matters. But we need to be declaring that people matter and Jesus saves. You see, if the souls of men and women and girls and boys hang in the balance, how can we be quiet? If it's really true, what Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life and no one comes to the Father except through me. How can we keep that to ourselves? You and I have been entrusted with the most challenging and the most difficult And the most rewarding task. And that task is to tell our friends and neighbors, our co-workers and fellow students, people we know and don't know. About the difference Jesus has made in our lives. And the difference he can make in their lives and in their eternity. We come now to this table. And we prepare our hearts to share in the Lord's Supper, remembering, remembering what it's about. Guys, you come forward. Are we prepared for this? I mean, truly, are we prepared for this? This is... This is something that's been celebrated, uh, recognized, observed uh, for century after century after century. We have a connection all the way back. You can draw the line all the way back to Jesus as he was with his disciples in that upper room. That's why we celebrate this and it points us to something incredible. This morning... I want to leave three words in your mind as we come to this table. Grace, mercy, and peace. Listen. Listen to God's word found in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dear son. And this is what he writes. This is his... His introduction to his letter. What a beautiful introduction. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Jesus Christ, our Lord. Grace is the unmerited favor of God. It is that which a holy God gives to sinful humanity that we do not deserve. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 tell us it's by grace that we're saved through faith. And this is not something we do ourselves. It is the gift of God. And it's not at all by works so that no one can boast. God's grace proves what we have said this morning. People do matter. Jesus does save. Let's prepare our hearts to receive the Lord's Supper. We said there's grace and there's mercy and there's peace. Peace we think of as simply the absence of conflict. When there's no war, 
there's peace. But it doesn't take too many years of living to know that that's not true. Some of you on the way over here this morning in your car, your van, there may not have been quite as much peace in the valley as you'd hoped for. Some of you know that this afternoon you're going into a family situation or this week you're going into a family situation. There's, there's not going to be any peace in that. And some of you know the absence of peace in an entirely different way. But when you go to bed at night and you put your head down on the pillow, there's no peace. There's fear and anxiety and worry. Some of you this morning, when you let the cup pass by, you said, I can't do this because I don't, I don't have peace with God. I want to tell you this morning, and not in a kind a condemning or, or condescending way that there's really only one way to know peace. And I tell you this with, with all the love in my heart, there's only one way to know peace. And, and I've found that peace. Now that doesn't mean there aren't times of conflict that pop up in my life. But this one thing I know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that if I don't make it home today, some massive heart attack, some automobile accident, a lightning bolt out of the sky, who knows what it could be. When I close my eyes in this life, I will open them anew in the presence of the true and living God. Do you know why? Not because of anything I've done. Not because I was a, a preacher, or pastor. Not because I went to seminary and and study theology not because I go on mission trips not because I put money in an offering basket I will be there for one reason and one reason alone it is what we celebrated in baptism it's what we celebrated in the Lord's Supper I will be there for the same reason that you may be there because people matter to God Jesus saves And my trust, my hope, my confidence is not in me. It's in Him. Even if He'd saved me and said, okay, son, now keep it. Wow. Couldn't do that either. I'm saved by grace. And I live by grace. And it's the only way that I will ever have peace. Jesus said in John's gospel, is recorded in the fourteenth uh, chapter. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. So don't let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. You can know that peace 
a peace that is beyond all understanding that will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. A peace that is not dependent upon your circumstances. A peace that is sure and certain and eternal. How do you know that peace? How do you get it? You don't go out and seize it. In fact, you surrender. You don't get it by accomplishment. In fact, you turn your back on all those things. You don't get it by pushing others out of the way and climbing to the top of the hill. You get it by going to a hill called Calvary. The place where Jesus died. You come in humility, abandoned in all pride. You come in selflessness, abandoning all self. You come acknowledging that I have no hope without the grace and the mercy of God bringing me peace. And so today, I turn my turn myself from my sinful life. I turn myself from my past and I turn to a God who loved me enough to send his son to die for me on a cross. And I surrender. I put my life fully in his, his hands and I trust that his son is my only hope of salvation. And some of you, listen, some of you need to take that step today. We want to give you the opportunity. We've got men and women who would love to share with you what it means to follow Jesus. And I want to encourage you to do that. So that the next time when the bread and the cup are passed by, you can say, this was for me. This was for me. The next time that we fill the baptistry, it may be you being submerged and brought back up, showing your belief in the burial and resurrection of our Savior Jesus. People do matter, which means, listen, you matter. Jesus does save, which means Jesus saves. He's it. He's our hope. Through His grace and His mercy, we find peace. We're going to sing a final song this morning and I want to pray for you before we do that and as we sing if you need to respond to the grace and the mercy of God then I want to give you this opportunity Heavenly Father we come in the powerful name of Jesus our Lord and our Savior we thank you for your love a love beyond anything we could possibly imagine and we always underestimate a love that reached to us through the ages, saw us in our sin and hopelessness, and loved us anyway. Lord, we thank you for sending your son Jesus Christ to die on a cross to pay the price for our sins. And Lord, I pray this morning that if there's anyone who needs to receive him as Savior and as Lord, that this might be the day that they come. 
There are those this morning, Lord, who need to take a step of faith to be baptized, to serve. Lord, would you challenge them this morning? There are those who need a place to belong, church family to be a part of. Lord, if you're calling them to grace, then let this be their day. Our simple prayer is this, Lord. Whatever it is that you call us to do, let our answer be yes. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.